Hello, everybody. Brian here from quantlabs.net. In this uh, podcast, I will be talking about, and it is February 2nd, so that's an important date to note as we move into February. Now, just to let you know, I'm going to give you the uh, sectors that appear to be hot um, right now. How it works is at the end of each month or the beginning of each month, everything gets reset. So we get a new, fresh set of categories that appear to be potentially hot where all my picks and calls come out of uh, from those sectors. Out of that, there will be a set of ETFs that are profitable. And therefore, we get all the holdings for those companies and run the different filtering scans on those companies to see what makes what for the ultimate picks. So far, the picks have been very good. I reported a bunch yesterday for my members, and uh, I'm going to do another batch. We're currently running uh, right now, and um, as it stands, um, what I'm going to let you know are the sectors that are hot right now going into February. All right, the first one, and, and a lot of these are pretty well similar to what um, was in Feb in January. So this is what we see so far. Okay, U.S. ESG. Now, ESG, a lot of people don't like. Uh, that's uh, the environmental, social governance, or whatever they are. I, I'm not a big fan of it, but it's a, it's a reality in investing where a lot of the Big asset managers, namely BlackRock and Vanguard, do have a 5 to 10% interest in most companies that I see that are listed on the market. That's their way of saying we are majority shareholder and you're going to follow what we tell you based upon these metrics to keep those companies in line with their management uh, implementation of how the company operates. So that's ESG. Right now, that's the number one sector, um, 2.66%. That was fairly high last month as well, sir. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of it, but um, you might want to look for companies that are probably high-performing uh, ESG to get maximum return. They were the top performers for last month as well. So like it or love it, if you're in it for the returns and, the, and ultimately the cash return, and you want that cash return. You got to kind of hate to say it, throw out your political views and opinions and just bear it, smile, and uh, invest into that. Right now, that seems to be what's kind of up right now. The next ones we've talked about before, about a couple of weeks ago, was Latin America. That seems to be still continuing. Um, now, a lot of these I'm giving you can easily uh, drop off. They could drop in the ranking as newer rankings come in or new, newer sectors come in and start to outperform those. Um, so what I'm giving you is just a rough guideline on how February is looking right now. So again, Latin America, back a couple of weeks ago, there were a couple of companies that were pretty hot, um, namely out of Brazil and Argentina. And uh, now I've, I'm sure you've heard that Brazil and Argentina want to unify their currency. All right, so the next one, I'm still shocked that's still doing well, is U.S. gaming. Uh, think anything related around gaming, electronic arts, uh, as an example. Uh, commodity gold. So gold is still 
It's not a performing. It was not a top performer last month. It was in there, but it wasn't really a top performer. I'm about top performers and and, and allocating cash into those top performers. Um, right now, I'm looking at my list that just got generated. And funny enough, now Newmont Corporation, a gold producer, uh, is reporting a negative SMA 20. So there are good gold producers in there, gold miners, but uh, Newmont's not one of them from what I'm seeing. All right, so continuing along, we have Overseas Asia. Um, the big one, obviously, there will be uh, China and others that are in the region that will probably produce really well. Um, Thailand is an interesting one for tourism as their currency strengthens, their economy strengthens as well. Nobody really follows that. Another one that somewhat can do well is uh, Thailand. I uh, sorry, Taiwan as well. So don't forget those uh, outside of just Korea and Japan. Uh, also, next up, we have U U.S. utilities. Now, utilities, I believe, was negative last month. It's not ver up very much. It's only up half a percent. Again, it's really early days, but don't get too excited by it. Um, that is a defensive play uh, within the stock market when the markets don't produce. But we know that there are companies doing really good right now um, that my members know about. And time and time again for all of January, they've been performing really good. So just because utilities up there does not mean the whole market's in the tank. I would say the market might be in the tank, but I think that February so far is starting to prove to be a good month uh, so far, like two days in. Uh, next one, we have biotech for U.S. Again, same thing. Uh, I wouldn't be too concerned about that one that can drop off over time this is a new one is financial corporate bond i haven't seen this one before so i can't really speak about that but when you start to see the bond players that means things are going more defensive but i don't anticipate that to be a top performer for now there it is uh us uh just generally the s p 500 was very strong last month so i wouldn't be surprised if this if the market continues to do well anything Whatever is in the S&P will do well. Uh, and again, those are specifically specialized ETFs for just the S&P 500. So that did amazingly well last month. Next up are two inflation uh, sectors. And they're not up much, just over 0.09%. So we have here uh, inflation. Um, I think inflate like my view of inflation, I do see a lot of the core quantities dropped off. Um, not quite what you would want. Um, they've still got some floor or support there. And uh, they may come back later in the year. It just depends how th things go with this negotiation with the debt ceiling. I mean, I think it's lunacy what they're doing uh, to talk about um, the raising the debt and uh, um, also further just not caring about the national debt because that does uh, interfere with the credibility of the U.S. government and the U.S. dollar. So there is definite impact there. You cannot continue to run an economy and as a large economy purely on 
on credit because that's what the U.S. government's really doing. And that credit and, and reliability and reputation for the U.S. for when people do invest into the U.S. that they promise to pay their national pay off their obligations on their of what they spend on i think that that appears to be that credibility is uh, definitely waning as more of the BRIC nations are growing and more co- countries are jumping aboard on the BRICs. it really comes down to what europe and japan does as well so those BRIC nations in case you don't know are brazil russia india china south america i think saudi arabia's jumping on that's a big uh oil trade obviously with opec um and then next up we are following up with uh u.s health now um this is mostly hospitals but i think it might include big pharma if you have not heard about um the revelation i don't know a lot of people may or may not believe it doesn't matter on on the veritas story but that executive i do believe that um pfizer's stock got hit and any of the other stocks out there related around that um might not be strong as they want Uh, i'm not going to go deep into that analysis uh that's goes it goes to the political so i'm pretty active on the political front but not here in podcasts a lot of people don't want to hear about it but i think that that those kind of stories will impact the um big pharma and and could also hurt um uh, a lot of healthcare companies namely hospitals as well now i'm going to go into the negative ones as well because these are ones that you may want to uh, know about uh, where those go so commodity is at zero i would say for me half the companies right now uh that are that are on my watch list are something to do with early stages of metal iron um because if the economy does expand which it should coming out of the global sickness um the, the economy obviously opens up there's more orders put in and when you always talk about the value chain the first one to expand is obviously the base metals so we're seeing that um a lot of the best performers out there um and uh one i did put up out of brazil was the ggb or doe so that did really well last month and valet as well um seems to be in there as well so those are just some examples of commodity uh the other one oddly is the next one is commodity new so these are more of the alternative uh energy money producers more clean energy green energy uh um, i can remember one of them was uh wind farms uh solar so that's what that's the area we're talking about i think more solar than uh wind uh, uh yeah we'll just leave it at that but that that's that's what's kind of there but i remember last month it was not doing too good so that could worsen in fact semiconductors is another one that had a lot of strong momentum uh with a lot of the intel and uh, tsmc were expanding into the states and uh, i think intel had a very bad quarter and uh, that might be hurting the overall semiconductor space Uh, there are some good companies in there um one comes to mind is uh, amd Uh, tsmc might be a good one as well 
Um, I can't say, but those are the bigger stocks that I, I'm only following uh, companies up to $80 right now. One company that did fall in that would be Micron. Uh, I can't remember. It's just not a top producer right now. It's not my watches, but I did see it. So the guidance might not be so strong because, as you know, for me, I like companies with low volatility and uh, better guidance and, and just more um, stronger recommendations coming from other analysts as well. It's a no-brainer, you know, for those type of uh, guidance and, and, and what's performing and not just performing, but what are your top performers. The next one after that is Treasury. So this is down a negative 3%. Now, again, this does not mean um, this is always going to be hovering between, let's say, a negative half percent and maybe a positive half a percent. Um, most people will dive into the Treasury if things go bad. Um, but as I would think, it's negative as this debt talk goes on. And as I said about the credibility of the U.S., that could impact. I, I can't really say, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's not. The next one uh, that's negative uh, point negative four eight percent is point four eight is uh, overseas Israel and Africa. It's mostly Israel, and I think there's one ETF in there that's for Africa. So that's down. I can't really comment on that because I don't know. Commodity metals down negative point five one. Now you gotta remember, uh, there's probably a lot of the larger producers that are uh at negative. Um and uh funny enough, some of the better like they'll still come on into the commodity space because there's a huge, huge overlap between all the ETFs of what is just like I break some down, like I have one like a general commodity, and that can also include uh agriculture. Um, anything that's considered a commodity, but most people, and energy is another one as well that we've not factored in right now. But I do have specific energy, uh, U international and U.S. specific energy as well. I'm not seeing them at all on this list. So with that in mind, commodity and metal and gold, that can be all big time overlapped. Um, but specifically for the commodity metal where it's down, a negative uh, half a percent that tells me it's the bigger ones that are not doing as strong but there's some smaller stocks that are doing really well um overseas europe now point negative point six nine now that could be the euro mostly that's part of that um last month when i did look at um germany uh a lot of their production was pretty pretty strong as well as france was impressive as well but uh, with the way I've redesigned my computers here, um, the one view on Awanda for the CFDs, I'm not, I haven't done that for a while. I'm due to do that. So that, that, that kind of international will give me a much better scene on both the Forex as well as the CFDs for international coverage and, and the overseas, uh, mark, uh, stock markets as well. So you get a good handle on that, what's going on in the international scene. So right now I can't really say, Yes or no on that. So the big ones that are down right now are the SPACs. No surprise there. Um, again, I think those are pretty high risk type of investments. Uh, the the big one you could probably think of. I'm sure there's a lot of big ones, but one I know that I've questioned is the way. Well, I don't know if Rumble, the websites are a SPAC, 
Um, the video platform for Rumble might, may or may not be a SPAC, but I do know the one for uh, Trump's Truth Social, that media corp corporation that they merged with Truth, and that was a classic SPAC. So that's down negative, okay? So that's the sort of thing we're talking about in terms of newer type of, I don't know, weird investments that they don't want to go through the regulators and regular investment means to, to, to raise capital. Uh, the next one is no surprise is U.S. shorting. Uh, with the markets doing well, yeah, you would expect the shorts to do not so good. That's a no-brainer there. Um, once you start to see the shorting at the top, that's when you worry uh, with the economy and the overall performance of the market. So in a way, it's good to see the, the shorting ones at the bottom. That's pretty well it. If you like what I do, just join uh, the quantlabs.net slash books. As I said in there, you'll get the uh, PDF for tools on how to do essentially like a, a, a massive technical analysis functionality. I don't own it. I just recommend it as well as an open source stock screener as well. Very powerful um, and with source code as well. And again, that's at quantlabs.net slash books. Thanks for listening and uh, over and out. Have a good day.